You're listening to Talk Israel with Anya Farber, where we talk everything Israel. The art, the culture, the music, the food. Oh man, don't get me started on the food. So grab a plate of shakshuka, sit down and listen up. And now your host, Anya Farber. Hello, 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 everyone. You know, I, I feel the need to kind of come into the show with this in the background. So um, let's just, like, let's give me some feedback. What are we thinking? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Aval Isha. Uh-huh. Aval is my favorite word in Hebrew. And I am an Isha woman. And I just, you know, feel like I should just like, boom, right in there. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I've got something to say. You can just like picture me like grooving in my chair. I'm doing some chair dancing now, everyone. Oh, my father. You know, I, I feel like I should have all these people behind me you know, doing their music video, but it should be, like, up on the screen. It should say, Talk Israel. You know, I I feel like I might just have to reach out to them and be like, hey, listen, I know this is, like, your song and all, um, but I feel very strongly about this, and I feel like we need to have a chat. So, Static, Ben Elf, and Donna International, you know I love, love, love you. Ani Ohevet. Mamash, mamash, mamash. I love you guys so much. But, like, can we can we do this? Can we make the song all about talk as well? I, I think we should. I really feel like we should. You know, today, because here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, we we really try to make sure that our programs are not just enjoyable, but bringing you knowledge. And on that topic, I thought, what a better time than now, achshav, now, to kind of talk about a few things. Now, most of us, the three major religions, experienced some some pretty big holidays, um, you know, in the past week-ish of time. And, um, you know, my favorite question, uh, aside from, wait, so you don't celebrate Christmas? No, I'm Jewish. I don't celebrate Christmas. Is, wait, so, like, you don't celebrate Easter? I'm like, no, but I do love the candy. So, um, Cadbury Company, if you're listening, a big, huge kudos to you because you did not fold, like, the peeps, which now I'm, like, alarmed to eat after I saw the news story about the, like, red dye or whatever horrible chemicals in there. The marshmallow peeps are delicious. Um, Cadbury eggs are like, no, no, we're going to stay special and only be available on Easter. And for those of you who are listening out there, um, I'm not talking about all these additional flavors. I'm talking about the straight up original cream. Not going to lie, it looks horribly disgusting inside. It's like white and it's supposed to look like the inside of an egg, but it's really just like what, like sugar? (laughs) Those things are magically delicious. So Cadbury Company. Thank you. I only ate two this year. And I only ate two because a lovely friend of mine was like, no, no, you have to have them. So she bought them for me. 
But let me get back to the matter at hand. Now, we had Passover. And Passover, you know, you get that little mini aisle in the supermarket if you're in an area like where I live in the United States. And, you know, all these things come out once a year. And to be honest with you, most of them don't taste great, right? I mean, but most like boxed or processed things don't taste great, don't taste great anyway. But Passover is not one of my favorite things because it's just about, you know, you can't have anything called chametz. And to me, when I think when I was a teenager and someone asked me to explain that to them, I'm like, you can't eat anything that doesn't taste good. Like everything, everything that tastes good, you just can't eat. And I'm pretty sure I sounded very snotty like a teenager when I said it too, because that would be about right for me. Dad, if you're listening, um, please stop laughing so hard. Uh, Mom, if you're listening, you know, you can have that moment. But uh, <laughs> but I, I think, um, you know, so it's basically like no bread because, you know, when the Jews were fleeing Egypt, there was no time to let the, ble- the ble- let the bread rise. So we eat masa and masa and I are not friends. And so I just don't eat it. I just eat more salad. So in a way, I guess Passover just makes me a healthier person, right? Because you're eating a lot less junk with preservatives and whatnot in it. So having Passover and, you know, during the Passover Seder, which is a dinner. And if you're, you know, a religious Christian, you know that, you know, Jesus said that the last supper was a Seder. Um, and it's, it's been different for me. And I would really be remiss if I didn't talk about this because I think that this is something not culturally, but like almost worldwide that we're kind of experiencing this phenomenon. Like after, you know, the pandemic and COVID, you know, COVID changed how a lot of us interact. We're not just with like the majority of people, but even like within our own families, right? I mean, families stopped getting together for large gatherings because, you know, the health officials were telling us it's not, you can't, it's not good. It's not safe. That's how things spread, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, I'm not getting into like a whole discussion whether or not I agree with it. It's, I'm just saying this is, this is what happened, right? So for like the majority of the world, like people really changed how things happen. And when we had Peter Curzon, um, and we talked about Team Israel Baseball, and he was talking about how they were getting ready for the Olympics. You guys remember, I mean, the Olympics were pushed back a year. Like, what? What's that? Pushing back the Olympics? Like, that's, like, unheard of. So, right? So, obviously, this was not, like, a small thing that was happening in the world, and, you know, everyone was affected. Now, on top of that, um, Within the last decade, I'm trying to be vague and not too, too specific. You know, we lost um, my mother's father. My grandfather passed away. And, you know, like the the Passover Seder and like heads this, you know, say you have like a head of a family, right? Maybe it's a grandmother, maybe it's a grandfather, maybe it's a great uncle, who knows, right? Like everyone's got that in their family. And without him, like things have really changed. And it it gave me a lot of, a lot of time to, to think about like, Why has this changed? What has changed about our society, our culture overall? And you might be thinking, Anya, I know you're waxing really philosophical and a little heavy right now. And I would be like, Ken, I know that. You're right. Yes, I know. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm not 
But I feel like it's kind of one of those times where if I don't take a step back and kind of think about things and observe them and share them, because we are on CRS radio and we are the knowledge network and, you know, you can listen to any number of our shows. Um, You know, my girl, Denise, she was on yesterday, the black Jewish queen, and she's just dropping knowledge all the time. And she was so adorable. Um, not this Sunday, last Sunday. I mean, she's always adorable. Tanisha is adorable. But last Sunday, she was, like, talking about all these Passover recipes. And she said something to me, like, oh, do you have a favorite one? And I was like, no. <laughs> I just eat a lot of salad. <laughs> like, I just, I don't. Um, and it's too bad. And I thought to myself, like, wow, I just had a ring go flying off my hand. That was awesome. Um, I just thought to myself, like, oh, my God, am I, am I just, like, not, why am I not excited about this? And I was like, well, I don't really know, but I'm just really not. Like, that's not really a thing for me. And that's okay. Does it, does it mean that I'm wrong or she's wrong? No, we're both right. It's all good. Like, that's, that's the beauty, right? I think what I'm trying to get at is I just don't understand how um, differences of opinion can lead to, like, so many crazy misunderstandings and how the fact that we just, don't have a lot of knowledge about certain things can lead to not misunderstandings, but like full on crazy things happening and really, really angry, aggressive actions by people. And it's just, it's been very upsetting to me. And I felt like I really needed to share. And so I was really trying to think to myself, like, you know, when you come on, um, how do we talk about this in a, a positive way? How can we kind of get into a discussion or a conversation where we can all grow and learn? And sometimes it's little things like a recipe, right? Like how many times have you gotten a new recipe or, and you're like, you made it for the first time. You're like, oh, man, that was so good, right? Um, and maybe you were listening to Dr. Denise and you were like, that's kind of a cool thing and Passover or not, I might want to try that out. Awesome. Well, I'm glad that you were listening. I'm glad that you enjoyed that because that's what we should all be doing, right? Out stretching an arm, holding open a door, sharing some knowledge that we have, doing those things, you know, and... I was listening, I mean, obviously, as part of CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, I like listening to some of my colleagues' shows. And Tim is just so talented. He's been, you know, has a beautiful jazz show. And, um, you know, Chat Reel with Billy Tappan. He had um, a descendant um, of Harriet Tubman on. And I was like jamming to that. That was so interesting to me. And it wasn't, I mean, yes, the topic was very interesting, but it was kind of like how this guy went about talking about like kind of what he had learned about his own family and how he shared it. And I just thought he was such a dynamic guest and I really enjoyed that. And uh, so I wanted to share that. So in case anyone who is listening does not know this. All of the CRS radio shows are available after the fact 
on streaming services. So let's say you were trying to listen to the chat reel or Black Jewish Queen or Dr. Evie or any of our shows. Like I could spend the entire showtime naming our shows and talking about them. But I don't want to take away from letting you guys have that experience yourself. But I did want to let you know that because part of like gaining knowledge is knowing where to where to go and find that knowledge. And and you can do that by our streaming services. So if you guys ever have a question, you can always DM me on Instagram. And my Instagram is Anya A-N-Y-A underscore think underscore differently. Um, or you can hit me up directly on Facebook through Instant Messenger, and that's just Anya Farber. So if you have any questions about my show, where to find it on streaming services, or any of the CRS radio shows, please just message me directly. My throat has been so dry because of all this weather changing. That being said, I've gotten some of those logistics out of the way, like where do you find us? Right, because sometimes you're listening to us live, and sometimes you just can't. Like we have things going on in our lives, and I'm pretty sure, like if you're somewhere that you can't be, just you know, like listen, listening live, like you know, someone would be like, oh, "Excuse me, you know, sir, ma'am, could you please turn that down?" That would be. I don't want you to get in trouble, right? You're sitting in a doctor's office. I don't want you to get in trouble. Maybe you're sitting at the DMV. Whew, I don't want to be doing that. But you can find us there. So again, any questions? DM me on Instagram, Anya, A-N-Y-A, underscore think, underscore differently, Facebook, Anya Farber. And uh, I will happily get you in touch with anyone else from CRS Radio about any of the other shows. Oh, also, we all have um, Facebook pages on uh, for the shows and CRS Radio. You can find CRS Radio uh, on Instagram and on Facebook. And on that note, I wanted to now shift to the topic. And I say topic with kind of a broad, broad search here of today's show. And as I'm doing my post-Passover pondering, ooh, I really like that. I'm going to say that again. Post-Passover pondering. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, I get it. I get, you know, the holiday and everyone's, you know, having these times and for the most part, like people are off from work or school and it's great. But I was kind of thinking to myself, like, how I feel like I'm always explaining away why I don't celebrate something or, you know, the difference between my holiday and you know, uh, the most well-known holidays in the U.S., which would, which would be the, you know, the Christian holidays. Or even like when my son was younger and telling him when someone asks you, oh, have you been good? Do you think Santa's going to bring you gifts? I said, just smile and say yes, and that's it. You know, because sometimes it's just like not, it's not necessary, right? Because you don't want to come off as like, you know, confrontational, which you're not. You're just trying to explain, but it's like people can't think past you know, uh, themselves or or whatever it is. So I was thinking to myself, you know, what are some of the things about when I'm in Israel that you wouldn't know or really think about living your life elsewhere? And one of the things that 
is, I don't think all that obvious. It's the fact that Israel, you know, is the Jewish state, and it was established in 1948, and we have some holidays coming up again in Israel. National holidays, not religious holidays, but national holidays. And there was a feeling to being there, not on a particular holiday. So Hanukkah was fun because I went around eating all of like the fancy souvenirs, which are these super fancy donuts. Though I have to admit, I still think my favorite is just like old school jelly. And it's not a typical donut like you think of here in the U.S. And I don't really know how to describe it. And maybe one time when I have an Israeli guest on, they might be able to help me. Or we'll just try to have, you know, an Israeli baker on and we'll really get into it, into it, Um, which I would love to do. But just this feeling of like getting ready for Shabbat, which is, you know, the Sabbath from Friday night to Saturday night, sundown to sundown. All the Jewish holidays are the lunar calendar. We go sundown to sundown. And, um, like, this just feeling of, like, a common thing. And it was very zen, very peaceful. It was just something that I I almost struggled to relay in words. Um, also, I love the fact that, you know, when you're shopping in a store, like, especially for women, because you know, religious Jewish women are very modest and they cover past their elbows, up to the collarbone, past the knee. And some women don't wear pants at all. They're always in a skirt or a dress. Some women cover their heads and all the different kinds of fashion. And uh, I will be talking about the fashion of Israel very soon in a very large way um, with my amazingly beautiful inside and out talented friend, Alana. And I'm very excited to bring that to you guys, too. But there was just something to it. And for once in my life, I was the majority, not the minority. And I kind of want to talk about this in a way that I feel that something needs to be said. So here on CRS Radio, we are the Knowledge Network. And I know I keep saying that because it's really important. And the people that make up the shows on CRS radio is a very diverse group of people. And I think that that's one of the things that makes me the happiest about being part of the CRS family is the fact that we are very diverse. Why you ask me, does that make me happy? And oh, I'm going to tell you, whether you like it or not, I'm going to tell you to steal a line from my father, he would say, because I'm your father. And I said so. Well, because I'm the host of Talk Israel, and I'm talking, so that's why. (laughs) But that being said, I have an opportunity to learn from my counterparts at the radio station about their experiences, about their culture, about the countries that they're from, about what their families have gone through, about holidays they, 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 you know, participate in. It's about their experiences, health-wise, education-wise, whatever the case may be. It's been a really nice experience. And I think the other thing that I want to stress is that 
everyone at CRS Radio is very into community. And when I say community, I mean it in many senses. I mean like the immediate community around you, like the people around you, but I also mean like the world community. And I feel very lucky that our maestra, I call her our maestra, Dr. Evie, at the radio station, she does give back to Jamaica, and she's very passionate about, you know, this nonprofit and making sure that kids have shoes. That's a very important thing, you know, because there are many people in this world that just don't have enough, right? And I always try to highlight when I think that someone's doing the right thing or taking a stand that helps someone else, right? It's not about making yourself more important, but about we, not me. And we were having a meeting at CRS Radio, and I said, like, we, not me. And Billy happened. Billy, if you're listening, I just adore you. And you were like, we, not me. Let's put it on a shirt. And I was like, let's put it on a shirt. We, not me. I freaking love it. And then I said, you know, it's really funny. Because in Hebrew, it rhymes as well. So we have we, not me. And then we have anachnu lo not lo ani. Anachnu is we, lo is no or not, ani is me. So we not me, anachnu lo ani. And I was like, I really freaking like that. And then I thought to myself, I wonder how many other languages we could get this to like rhyme in. So if you are someone who speaks another language and you can, you know, if there's a we not me that kind of works like that, please DM me on social media or call into the radio station and let me know because I would really love to hear it. So we were having this whole discussion of we not me and talking about things and it kind of made me, it, it's something that I think that I think about all the time, right? Kind of every day, I'm, I'm, my mind's going like a mile a minute. And I'm always like thinking about a bunch of different things. And one of the things that I was thinking about was this whole idea of like, we, not me, community. And it's very disheartening um, in the U.S. to hear about mass shootings and just all sorts of like, things that I just never thought about growing up. And while I don't, I've had different experiences than other people, sure. But like I was raised to treat people fairly and kindly. And I was raised to judge someone on their actions, um, not their religion or their skin color or their economic status. And it really just kind of got me into this whole rabbit hole of thinking if you if you uh, will about some of the things that really like kind of make me sad and hurt me and you know I am a mom and um, I try to emulate the kind of behavior I hope for my son to have right treating people fairly you know volunteering um, spending time trying to make other people's lives better whenever I can things like that. And over, I don't know, within the last few days, um, I was on social media. And I know that like, there's a whole lot of discussion about social media overall, right? In this country, I'm sure and in others. I'm not talking about the whole like, um, 
TikTok, what what is China spying on, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'm not getting into it, guys. I don't profess to be an expert on that, <clears throat> and, I, and I'm not going to get get into any kind of discussion like that. What I am trying to talk about is the fact that, you know, I, I don't think that because social media is something that's like instant, right? It's instant gratification. And sometimes people, people also don't think right before they post. And I spent a lot of time deciding throughout the day today, like, would I talk about this? Would I not? And I just feel like I can't not say something. So someone that I follow who is very well respected, um, does not post things that are not vetted and, you know, knows that they are true, posted a video of two um, young men, I don't know, late teens, mid-20s, in New York going into a ultra-Orthodox Jewish neighborhood um, saying horribly anti-Semitic things and calling for Hitler 2.0 and bring back Hitler. And and I, at first I was really angry. And then I was really sad. And then I was angry again. And it really got me thinking about a lot of things. And I, I have to say, like, new. When is it the time when we're going to stop? And I had a discussion with a friend today, and I said, is it worse when someone who is in a back, of a background who has claimed to have been marginalized themselves acts this way in a hateful way, marginalizing and, and inciting hate and, in a way, violence, like what these two ignorant fools were doing. You know, I mean, I couldn't even believe this. Suck my mm-hmm-hmm, and we're going to kick your mm and we're going to rid the world. Of, seriously? Okay. Um, and is it worse when you are someone who culturally or religiously or ethnically has been marginalized when you marginalize someone else? And I don't know the answer to that. I think it's just horrible, period. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is worse. I don't know. And if you guys would like to call in and tell me your thoughts on it, you guys are always welcome to call into the show. And you guys know that, excuse me, the... um, the call-in number is, if you, you know, would like to come on the program, is 661-467-2407. Excuse me. Um, if you're someone who knows my personal information, you can uh, message me directly. And I can put you on. But it just, it was, it was really upsetting. And I, I would like to know, like, seriously, in the United States, where is the outrage from the rest of the communities. And again, I'm going to go back to this. It's <laughs> the, I'm going to quote the Martin Niemöller poem, right? And he was a 
he was a pastor in a church. And he talks about, well, first they came for the trade unionists. And I wasn't a trade unionist, so I said nothing. Then they came for the communists, and I wasn't a communist, so I said nothing. Then they came for the Jews, and I said nothing because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. Why is it that it took that to make what should have been, right, a pious man, a man of the church, to realize how wrong this is? Why are we, as a worldwide society, turning a blind eye to anti-Semitism being up 80%? I saw in another international news that in um, a European country, um, Israeli athletes were being attacked. The flag was being torn down. Like, really? What What is going on? And it's so incredibly frustrating to me because I'm angry and I'm sad and I, 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 I can't keep telling myself that people just don't know better. Okay? And again, being is that this is CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, I thought, you know what, Anya, you can be angry and sad all you want, but if you don't take some action to educate, to bring this to the forefront, then you don't get to complain, right? You don't vote for elections in your area, your country, then you don't get to complain, right? So, okay, we're going to talk about it. It's just wrong. It's wrong when anyone is being discriminated against or feels unsafe because of their race, their religion, the color of their skin, their sexual orientation. It's not okay. If you don't like someone, then leave them alone. Go away. Find somewhere else to be. Don't intentionally go somewhere and target people. And I just was like, uh, New York, what the heck is wrong with you? Shame, shame, shame on the people in that area who are leaders of the community. And then, and listen, I am a huge supporter of law enforcement, but I want to know why um, there's not something going on. And if you happen to know what I'm talking about and you are in law enforcement and you know that there is an investigation, call me. Let me know. Tell me. I will spread the word that you guys are looking into it because it's not okay. It's just not. And I won't be silenced. And I will speak up for anyone who is being marginalized or threatened like that. It's not okay. So I started thinking more and more about how, what is it, you know, that we can change? What is it that we can do? And I I remember overhearing, you know, another acquaintance of mine saying, oh, I don't watch the news anymore because it's just depressing. I don't want to know. And I was like, hmm. Okay. I don't know that that's going to help us be a better society, right? Um, Well, you know, in the United States, there's been mass shootings all over the place. And unfortunately, a lot of our political leaders take this time to politicize things, talk about gun control. I don't really think that's the problem. 
I think we need to, you know, worry about people's mental health. And why is it that this is something that, oh, well, it just keeps happening. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but no. Mm-mm. Sorry, no, not okay. I'm not going to take that for an answer, and I'm not going to be okay with that. So, no. You know, I, I just, it, it, it's, it's like alarming on so many, many, many levels. And I just, you know, like, when is it, when is it enough, right? We need to stop. It has to stop. You know, you know, it's just, it's one of those things. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Let's start talking about helping bring information to people. Okay. Now I may deeply regret this, but I did invite my father to come on the show today. And I don't know if he is indeed listening and intending to come on, but if he does, you guys will now know because I do talk about my dad because he's usually one of the first people to log on. But I wanted to, people are messaging me. (laughs) Uh, So I appreciate that. Um, I want to kind of talk about some of the things that are coming up in this coming week um, in Israel. And today is the 17th. So in exactly one week, Chad Shavua, one week from today, April 24th is Memorial Day. And it is similar to Memorial Day in the United States where those who have you know, made the ultimate sacrifice for their country, are remembered and um, honored. Their memories and their sacrifices are celebrated. And I don't mean like, woohoo, celebration, party, party. I mean, you know, like there are ceremonies and, and things. And, and I have watched, and something that is astounding to me, and I wish that um, other countries would kind of take example from this and, and, and do things like this. But the entire country of Israel kind of like hits the pause button. I mean, like for real. And um, if you are watching any channel, right, and Lord knows we all have like a million choices of what to watch in every, well, not every country, but most countries, it's a lot of choices. Every single channel is airing stuff about Memorial Day. And they're airing, um, I mean, a variety of different things, whether it's, you know, um, a ceremony, speeches that are going on, um, family members that are speaking on behalf of, you know, those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And and you know everyone's wearing white, and it's 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 incredibly incredibly moving. And I just have to say it's it's something that is just worth seeing. So because we can all use the internet, I highly recommend that on the twenty fourth, which as you know, is seven days from now, we will have a show. I will be talking about this and we will be um, doing, um, you know, a very special program 
we will be talking about both Memorial Day and Independence Day because Independence Day is the very next day. It's April 25th this year. And um, that is Yom Hazikaron. Uh, Yom Hatzma'ut is Memorial Day. Yom Hazikaron is Independence Day. And, I, you know, we will be talking about all of that. Um, but I did want to highlight again that there have been things that are going on. And because we don't know, right, certain things because, let's be honest, the, the idea of fair and balanced news is, is, is long, long gone. That ship has sailed. So we only hear what people who think that they should, they know what we should know, tell us. But I'm like, oh, no, no. So here on Sierra 3 do because it is the Knowledge Network, I'm going to say, oh, no, no. I'm going to bring you things that maybe other people aren't willing to tell you. So we are going to talk about that. And we're going to try to get, um, you know, different clips and I'll, I'll see if I can, you know, maybe even try and get some, some stuff like going live in the background so everyone can hear it. Um, but to me, it's, it's just something that's like worth noting, right? Because it is an amazing thing that an entire country and Israel is a democracy and, not everyone always agrees with each other there, but the beauty is that it is a democracy. You can voice your opinion. I did, however, want to make sure that, in case you've never heard it, that you have the ability to hear it. And I just wanted to put it on in the background. But, like, I, I was thinking, you know, to myself, like, how... How do we best kind of, you know, relay all that is? And I'm not really sure, but I am absolutely going to try. And I am going to play you just a clip from it from the Olympics because usually those are good versions of the. Um, of the national anthems. And what I have on is, you know, a standard version of what the national anthem of Israel is. I'm going to play this for a minute as I talk because I want to relay to you guys what hearing this does for me. And I am someone who is still, I am a United States citizen. I live in the United States. But I want to try and share something with you guys accurately. And I think the only way for me to do it is for this to be in the background. And as it's on the background, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of different mixed emotions. And I'm not, um, 
I don't want to shortchange all of what I'm feeling. And, you know, I pause because I pause because I actually am very emotional. And I think when I'm watching very specific things in the United States and I hear the United States National Anthem, and I'm very, very proud um, to be in a country where my voice can be heard and I have the right to say things, um, even if they're not um, the majority rule. Um, As a woman, I have the right to drive a car, walk by myself in the street, not fear that if I don't abide by a specific thing that something will happen to me physically. So I don't want anyone to think that I am, you know, saying that I don't appreciate that because I I very much do. I do appreciate that. Um, That being said, my father's letting us know that he's going to be calling in later. He's a bit busy. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Dad. Um, I just, I want to really relay that I think that if we all took a few minutes out of our day and actually tried to learn something about someone we don't know or somewhere we don't know anything about, it would be better. Because, and if you are looking for sources to learn about Israel, um, because we don't really talk politics here on Talk Israel, I'm more interested in the people part, right? The people connection. I do have my own political views and they're mine and mine alone. Don't have to share them. I don't share who I vote for in the United States. I'm not going to share who I vote for if I were voting in Israel, when I vote in Israel. Yeah. Not the point of of the program. The point is to like really find commonalities and, and share about culture and experiences. And of course, don't forget what our friend or Georgie says at the intro the food. You can't forget about the food, right? And I actually did make shakshuka the other day over the, <laughs> I think it's Sunday morning. Um, I'll have to start posting my shakshuka on our, uh, on our photo reels so you guys can, and can see, and we can, you know, rate each, each time I make it, is it getting better or, or I don't know. I can tell you, I make it a variety of different ways, but like different spice levels. And this last time, I think I was a little too heavy-handed with the harissa again. And I was like, ooh, that was spicy. But I'm more than happy to share where to get accurate information about Israel, um, not what the U.S. news is telling you um, on the major networks. And there's a million online resources. So if you guys are interested, please either message me through Instant Messenger on Facebook, and it's Anya Farber. Or if you would like to uh, message me through DM on Instagram, it's Anya, A-N-Y-A, underscore think, underscore differently. And I believe that my picture is the same on both. I tried to do that so that it's not confusing in case you're wondering, is that you? Yeah. Because um, there are actually several Anya Farbers out there. And I even met another Anya Farber uh, not that long ago. And we are not related at all. Um, 
And even weirder, I don't know why I'm telling you guys this, but it was just such, like, you ever have one of those experiences and you're like, wait, is this, is this really happening? I was at someone's house and their last name was also Farber. And his ex-wife was named Anya and his current wife was named Anya. <laughs> and I was there as an Anya. I was just like, well, this is weird. And I, I said to the person, I'm not saying like who it is, but I was like, uh, do you do you know, is there like a meeting of people named Anya? Like, because apparently I've not been invited to this meeting, but you seem to know a lot of Anyas. You know more Anyas than I do. And I can look in the mirror and, and know an Anya every day. Hello. Um, so that was kind of a weird, surreal experience. So again, here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, we, we really try to, you know, bring you knowledge. Um, so I kind of wanted to continue talking about a, a few things about Israel. And I felt like, yes, I wanted to kind of get like that heavy stuff, not out of the way, but out there. Because I feel like that's the kind of stuff that you really need to like let it sink in and, and, and kind of like feel it and... and um, and do all of that. And I think that one of the things that I love most about the people of Israel <laughs> is um, their willingness and ability to just get into it, right? Um, I joke around with people and say, I don't do passive aggressive. When you come at me passive aggressive, I become aggressive aggressive. <laughs> like, I just, I can't, I can't take it. And Israelis are not passive aggressive at all. They are like literally just, okay, okay. Like everything is just upfront, right? And, and yes, the pace is very fast. And I've talked about that on several different programs with many of our guests. And we've talked about this idea of, you know, why Israelis are called sabra, right? So the sabra fruit, right? It's prickly on the outside, but it's like, oh, God, so sweet and delicious and gooey on the inside. And then I remember saying to Peter Kurz from Team Israel when we spoke to him, I was like, well, not everyone knows what like a sabra fruit is. And it's just because, like, you know, only certain things grow in certain regions. And, you know, I didn't know what a sabra fruit was before I'd actually seen one. So I said, it's also kind of like, like a mango, right? Because the mango skin is, like, really tough and thick. And they're like, a Mmm, pain to get into. But once you, like, eat a mango and you cut up the mango, and then it's got, like, that little pit thing in the middle, and it's very hard to deal with. You can never really cut them right, and they're really messy, but they're so delicious and sweet, and you just, like, want more. And I know that Peter joked, he's like, well, I don't like mango. And I'm like, okay, fine. No more mango for me. No problem. Cool. Like, that's, that's fine. You, you know, that's why everyone's different, but it's good. So... You know, it's kind of like that. And I feel like if you don't if you don't know, then, you know, you can't understand. And so I kind of want to help everyone understand. And on that note, I feel like some of the people that we have had on the program or will be having on the program will be really great ambassadors of, of this idea, right, of really understanding. And I, I, I had sat down um, – for my project, Do You See What I See? 
And that is a self-funded passion project of mine where I am trying to, in, in my descriptive words, reinvigorate the American Jewish population to support Israel the way that they did when I was growing up in the United States. Now, you might say, well, what are you talking about? Or how long has it been? Or what? Well, I'm not going to tell you that because then we'd get into like how old I am. And, you know, age is just a number. That being said, <clears throat> one of the people that I feel like is an, a really great ambassador for that is, is Nissen Black. Now, Nissen Black has been on um, one of our other shows here on CRS Radio. He, he spoke to Dr. Denise on the Black Jewish Queen show. Um, but I had sat down with him for my project, Do You See What I See? And I want to share this story with you guys because I actually think it is really like an incredible story. So, Aaron, if you're listening, don't worry. I'm not saying I chased you because you were being difficult. I chased you, you know, uh, Aaron is Nissen's manager. Chased, harassed, hounded, however, you know, I mean, I was persistent. Let's go with persistent, right? I was. But, you know, I really, really, really wanted to be able to sit down and speak to him. So I was very persistent and clearly persuasive. Apparently, I'm picking a lot of words that begin with C. Um, and I finally got a time where, you know, um, Nissan was going to be in the States in an area near where I was, and he uh, sat down with me. Even though this had been set up, you know, between his manager and I, something kind of like very beautiful and special happened. And my son, who my poor son is such a good trooper because I talk about him all the time on my social media and I talk about him on here. And he is a teenager. So I'm sure he does not love it. But he's a trooper and he puts up with it. So he went to New York for the International C Teen Convention. What is C Teen? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's the Chabad Teen Youth Organization. Now, Chabad is an organization, and um, they have a lot of synagogues. Sometimes you see it uh, on the news. They often say Shabbat. It's C-H-A-B-B-A-D, Chabad. Got to get that in there, Chabad. Um, we are not very religious people, people who... Um, are more part of Chabad are definitely more observant religiously than I am, but they are an incredibly welcoming and non-judgmental group of people. And our local uh, group is run by Rabbi Shalom and his lovely wife, Bracha. And these two are amazing people, outstanding parents of two gorgeous little kids, but they're very real and in touch with like teenagers and what teens need, and engaging people. And they have done an excellent job with my son and all these, um, you know, other young high school age kids in the area. 
And he's like, you got to let your son go to the international conventions in New York City, and we're going to be taking over Times Square. And I was like, what? Times Square, right? Everyone knows Times Square. No matter what country you live in, you've seen Times Square, right? If you don't live in the United States, even if you've never been there, you know what it looks like because it's on, like, all these TV shows and movies, and then they have, like, the big New Year's Eve thing. I was like, wait, what? That's crazy. How are going to take over Times Square? He's like, oh, you will see. I was like, okay. So they did. It was crazy. I watched it live on their um, social media feed. It was insane. But why are you talking about this, Anya? I'm going to tell you. Nissan Black, every year, comes to the convention. He comes from Israel. So he is, um, uh, you know, he was born in the U.S. And he used to be a gangster rapper, and he would, he was under um, D Black. That's what he went by. And I remember him back in the days, like Macklemore, the whole nine. I remember his music, and he is still rapping, but not the same kind of rap anymore, um, because he is a very, uh, he's converted into become an ultra orthodox um, Jew, and uh, he's what a lot of us refer to uh, as a black hatter. That's not referring to his skin color. It's referring to the fact that. A lot of these religious men wear these fancy black hats, the color black, <laughs> and it's a hat, so black hat. And, you know, Nissim talks to these kids and also has a performance, and it's, it's really, like, an amazing thing. And when I was sitting down with him, and we had this, like, very intense and amazing, candid conversation about things and life and how people judge and people assume and all these things. And it was so amazing to have someone who I've never met be so open. But one of the things that was the most special about that meeting in general, yes, it was spending time with, you know, someone um, who not only has like a gift and a talent and he was like, you know, I, I, I want to know like, what is my purpose? And he started talking about a purpose and I was like, okay, now, I believe that, like, I really believe that everything happens for a reason. And I believe that there's, like, a purpose. And everyone has a purpose and a skill and a talent. And maybe something you don't even think is a big talent or a skill, but it is. And he was like, do I use my gift? Is it my gift? Is it the gift that becomes the pro-? You know, it was just great discussion. But one of the things that I thought was, like, the most interesting was the fact that everything happens for a reason. That weekend before, at the Shabbaton, the international convention over the weekend, there were like a million places he could have sat down. He sat down at my son's table and had lunch with my son. Mm-hmm. My son was like, oh, my God, my mom really loved you, and she's been trying to get all of you. And it was really funny because, you know, we ended up having this discussion and got into a whole thing. Um, so, you know. It was just like an incredibly, incredibly interesting um, time. And I wanted to share one of his songs. And I'm going to put it on now because there is a part of it I kind of want to get into. But before I can do that, I have to play this song for you. So I'm going to put the song on. And when the song ends, I kind of want to point a few things out because I think they're very noteworthy. 
So this song is called Motherland Bounce. And for anyone who is of an age that knew Eddie Murphy and Coming to America, you will appreciate the intro to this song. This place is a dope. We are royalty. We must go back to our place in Kiswana. No. We are staying right here. This is the motherland. The rainy city where my mom lived In Jerusalem, that golden city that was conquered But still we moving onward Motherland conquest Smell me like an armpit Yeah, yeah We gon' play it loud and till it's till it Yeah, yeah We gon' blow the roof up off the building Yeah, yeah We gon' play that motherland bounce Check it out now, motherland bounce Check it out now, motherland bounce We baba My mama told me that I read good Been on my straight and narrow But my history is V-hood Thank God today that we could Buy a box of Cheerios or kicks. I can even buy tricks. I'm no longer on wick. EBT card rip in my passport lip. Sent like a notary from every country that I went. Ain't a country like this from the others you've been sent. Black is beautiful. This gon' be the motherland hit. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' play it loud and to the chili. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' blow the roof up off the building. Yeah. We gon' play that motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. We baba. cough drops now because my throat is so sore. Um, few things. First of all, song's awesome. Video's awesome. Trying to convince my son's group of kids in the youth group that they should do a, a whole thing to it. 
you know how like people post that all the time on social media they dance to different songs and I was like it's um really really good um um and I think that that's you know something that's really really good um but he says a few things in there um He's like, you know, I can't wipe this skin off. And and I'm like, and I asked him about that. And then he's like, signing off, Hitler's worst nightmare. And of course, being like the nudge that I can be, I was like, but I thought I was like going to be Hitler's worst nightmare. <laughs> and he's like, no, I take the cake. There's more things about me that he would have hated than you. And I was like, okay, fair. Only because I like you. I'll give you that. But, you know, anyway. Um, I just, I'm like, why, why is it that like right now we could have someone come on and like bragging away on social media being like, yeah, bring Hitler back. Hitler 2.0, you can this and look and that and be so disrespectful. Like I can't even understand this in the slightest and I just it it just it it just reverts me back to the thing that I spoke about at the beginning of the program about I don't understand how we're allowing like this kind of hate in this day and age I mean it's 2023 I know it's 2023 because I kept writing 2022 when I was dating things for like a good part of January. I don't know if anyone else has that problem, but I I do. I have that problem. And I often just, I don't know, like I can't help myself and I don't know why, but I just keep kind of like, you know, uh, I just keep doing it. And um, I, I, I just, it just is. Um And then we do have a caller because my dad is apparently going to be on the program. So, hi, Dad. You're you're on the program. Well, hello, everyone. So I'm always kind of joking about how my dad's listening and all that stuff, guys. So I decided, you know what? Let's just rip that Band-Aid off. Let's rip it right off. And uh, <laughs> let's give my dad – but, Dad – Let's just remind the, the listeners, I'm reminding you, because the listeners know this, that we are listening to CRS Radio, the, the Knowledge Network, but the program is Talk Israel with the host Anya Farber, Lo Mark Farber, not Mark Farber, Anya Farber. So, if you get a little, a little too chatty, Dad, we're going to have to boot you. Understood. <laughs> so... <laughs> As you know, Dad, I kind of started the program off with a bit of a rant, and because we have some big things coming up, you know, we have both Yom Hatzma'ut Memorial Day for Israel on the 24th, and then Yom Hazikaron, Israel's Independence Day on the 25th, and how it's, it's, it's very troubling in this day and age that we still not only have such violence against Jews in Israel just because they are existing, 
in the Middle East, the only democracy in the Middle East. People are still targeting Jews there. But that anti-Semitism is on the rise 80% in the rest of the world. And, you know, um, we don't get into specifics of where everybody lives, but I did say that I'm, I am, and as you are, in close proximity to New York. And they had the incident where um, two people got on and they're like, yeah, these, these Jews can suck my mum, I'm not going to say it. And, you know, I'm going to kick their mum and I'm going to this and Hitler 2.0. And, and, and I just don't understand um, how. And I said, you know, I, maybe if more people were raised the way that you and mom raised me to treat people with respect and not judge the country in which they came from, uh, the economic status, their sexual orientation, their race, their religion, and just treat them the way that you would want to be treated. But also, like, you know, if someone is a horrible person, then you don't have to be nice to them, but you have to let them prove that they're a horrible person, kind of thing, right? Like, so. Agreed. Agreed. I think, as we tried to impart in you, and, and it shows, that racism is literally nothing more than another form of ignorance. And until you get to know other people, other customs, other races, other cultures, you really can't associate and assimilate a, a, and a, a, a form or a platform where you can get along. Yeah. There's no reason why we can't get along. Right. And the thing and, is, the U.S. is a very diverse country, right? So theoretically, we're this melting pot. I always thought that was like the weirdest thing to say. Um, but also, Gam, Israel, also Israel, right? Israel, and this is something that I always want to talk about, because on CRS Network, the knowledge, the knowledge station, I want people to know that it's like a place where you can learn, right? And I always tell people they can direct message me on Instagram at Anya underscore think underscore differently or on Facebook, Anya Farber. And I did my pitch, my pictures, my profile pictures is the same picture. So there's no confusion. I am the, I am the Anya Farber from Talk Israel. That's me. Uh, the picture is from uh, some time in a lot. And, you know, Israelis, like people are like, oh, you don't look Jewish. You don't look Israeli. Well, our family is like a bunch of mutts, which is fine. I'm all good with that. Um, who cares, right? Who cares where you're from? And, and Israelis look very different, just like Americans look very different. And the difference is like the majority of Israelis are all, Jew of Israelis are all Jewish, but there are Moroccan Jews and Syrian Jews and Ashkenazi Jews from all over Eastern Europe. And there are South American Jews and there are Iraqi Jews and there are, you know, um, Jews whose descendants can be traced back, you know, to Jerusalem, the capital of Israel, for five generations or more. Like my old boss at the consulate, Yitzhak Lebanon. I don't think he's listening, but Consul General Lebanon, if you're listening, you have an open invitation to my show. We haven't spoken in a while, but come on up. Come on, come on to the show. Um, he's someone who could trace his family back that long. In Jerusalem, and much like the U.S., you know, families tend to congregate in certain areas, right? So people kind of like, you know, 
live in certain areas. But Israel's smaller than New Jersey, but it's so diverse. And I really want people to kind of understand all of these things. So that's kind of what we're talking about. If we just take the chance to get to know things, that maybe we can combat some of this ignorance, which can also lead to hate. Um, but I don't excuse hateful behavior by just being ignorant, Dad, because there's just no excuse. Like, if you don't like someone, then stay away from them. I think you have to understand that certain emotions are taught. Other emotions are inherited, and there are then finally those emotions that are learned. And I think that that hate is something that is taught. And that is another reason why when we, I exposed you and your brother to other cultures to see in other lands, um, when mom and I sent you to Europe and then to Israel, and I also came back with some of the stories from some of the unique places I've been to in the, in the world. Yeah, we if you want to go back to you. the Philippines, Dad, I, I could use some more house flippers. Those are the best house flippers ever. <laughs> My father used to well, call me a Melda Marcos guy. I never yeah. had a Melda Marcos. Well, I'm now okay. So I might have just possibly outed my age range there by by using that as a reference. But I was a very young child. Like a no, I really actually was very very young when you were there, and um, I'm not sure why you used to call me Melda Marcos, but though I do have an extensive shoe collection um, now as an adult, so I guess it was some foreshadowing. But um, you know, that being said, thank you, Dad, for that segue that I, we actually did not rehearse at all. But I do want to talk about that a little bit because I did have the opportunity in high school to go to Poland, and then I went to Israel. And I went with a group called USY, which stands for United Synagogue Youth. It's affiliated with the conservative movement within Judaism. And so for those of you who might be listening to me who don't know what that means, so conservative movement in Judaism is just like not the super religious people, not the less religious people. It's kind of like a middle ground, sort of, ish, I guess. I don't know. But I'm going to call it that. <laughs> I'm going to call it like the kind of middle ground where – most people observe most of the rules or suggestions, but it's not really because people think of conservatives the wrong way, especially the way that politics has hijacked certain words in this country of the United States. So um, I'm on to my second cough drop. I keep losing my voice today. Um, I'm not sick. I'm just maybe talking too much, but I went and I, but I had gotten that bug of wanting to know more because the community in which you raised me had a, um, I guess they called it Hebrew high school. It was called Makom, like a place for learning. And there was a woman who actually was killed in a terror attack, but she was uh, the mother of a girl I grew up with. Her name was Joan Deveni. She was killed in a terror attack in Israel when she was on sabbatical there for one year. But she had taught a class on the Holocaust, and I started learning, and I was like, um, I went like a deep dive in. I mean, feel free, Dad, to talk about that, because I did. I deep dived in and became obsessed with, like, Anne Frank and that whole story, and I was like, but my initials are the same. Anne Frank on your barber. Oh, my God, right? But 
I look back and like, yeah, sure, we, you know, we can chuckle about that now. But in a way, it was a beautiful thing because as a teenager, it's sometimes it's really hard to care about much other than yourself, right, and to think about this bigger, broader idea. And I'm very lucky that the community in which I grew up in, which I don't feel is the same community currently that I'm raising my child in, which is very sad for me, but it did it did create the need for my project to see what I see, so hopefully we can change that soon. And it can be back to the supportive, inclusive community that it once was. But we went down to the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C. And I even remember meeting in a group with our local uh, national representative, who is ironically the same person today, because that person's been in office since, like, dinosaurs roam the earth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she plans on dying in office because She's had the seat for some crazy amount of time. Um, but really kind of like learning. And then I applied and we went and we went to five different camps in Poland. And I remember experiencing, even at that time, still some just out and out hate from some people in Poland. And like denial. Oh, we didn't know what was going on. Um how like there's no excuse right this idea and i we i read the martin niemoller poem at the beginning of the program dad and you know oh well it's they're not it's not me so it's not my problem right and i will refer again to ellie wiesel who as you know um my i say as you know to my father not the rest of you um ellie was a very incredible man ellie wiesel was a holocaust survivor a Nobel prize winner um, an author of countless books in more languages than I can count with, hand, with both hands and both feet. Um, just an amazing man. Until even in his adult life, all he did was talk about, like, if we learn to understand each other and, you know, hate, is, hate and terrorism is unacceptable at any level. You know, um, what would he think? And I think back to some of the things he spoke about so candidly when he wrote his book, Night, about his experiences. And um, how, you know, you could say these things to um, kids and teenagers now and they just wouldn't even believe you. And I almost wonder, like, maybe if you rounded those two ignorant, hate-filled a-holes who, I think I can say that on the air, um, who put that horrible video up and were proud of the hate that they were spewing and it's hate speech and it's a hate crime you two idiots i hope you're prosecuted deeply prosecuted to the extent of the full extent of the law maybe you'll learn a lesson um they would have been sent to the camps too and it's like okay well you know just be you know whatever but I, I did, I went, and then the, the beauty of coming to the state of Israel after observing all of that hate and, and all of that death and torture and the worst of mankind going to Israel um, and seeing the beauty and the innovation and when, you know, people work together, the fact that like, Dad, I don't know if everyone knows this, but Israel is the only country in the Middle East that's not rich with oil. 
does not have the natural resources of a lot of its neighboring countries. And Israel is a desert, yet has an amazing farming industry, and they have a top-notch water system, and they are literally growing wine in the middle of the desert in some areas in Israel. And all of the things that they have been able to do with land that is not just like flowing with oil, right? They have a booming economy. They are some of the top tech creators in the world, some of the top medical research going on in the pharma industry in the world, top IT in the world. It comes from the dedication and the drive and like, I just don't understand, you know, how anyone could want to silence that or stop any of that, right? Like, it's crazy to me. And um, as you know, um, my son, your grandson, whose name we don't necessarily mention on the air, has uh, a similar opportunity. And he is going on what they call the heritage tour. So he is also going to Poland and then to Israel, though he's going with CT and the Chabad um, teen organization, because sadly, where we live, USY is not really present anymore. So if anyone is listening from the USY headquarters or anyone who knows anyone at the USY headquarters, Anya Farber of Talk Israel is sad, sad, sad that it does not exist here anymore because it really helped form me. Why? Well, it was a Jewish, Jewish youth group, so it, it gave me other reasons to be proud of who I was, where I came from. But I met people from all over the world because of it. And while we had our religious beliefs in common, our cultures were not the same, our races were not necessarily the same, and it gave me an opportunity to learn. And to me, that was a really great thing. And I'm very excited that your grandson will be experiencing a very similar opportunity this summer. Do you have anything you want to add that, to that, Dad? That's right. Well, <laughs> certainly, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a chance to rest your voice for oh, just thanks just, so much. just just a, uh, just a very very briefly, very very briefly. I think one of the things that you will you'll learn, and hopefully your listeners will learn, and and uh, in, in the future is that there's a little saying that if we are not if we if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. And you will see that history is repeating itself continually throughout the decades. It doesn't matter. But the only thing that, as I mentioned before, that will improve everyone's life is obviously the learning and the education to understand what is important and why we are here. And Israel is a beautiful example of taking a desert and turning it into basically a Garden of Eden. I just recently discovered, I believe, I don't think I'm incorrect, uh, although they don't have oil, apparently Israel does have a, a fair amount of natural gas. So that's uh, another thing in, in Israel's um, uh, quiver of things. To, to explore and, and to improve on, um, and uh, it, it, it would help with the country, of course, but their desalinization plants are the best in the world. 
and they exist all these things exist including accompanying the united states uh military with uh special uh, add-ons to the uh fighter fighter planes and the tanks and just take the iron dome that was created in israel well you know how much i love talking about the iron dome dad well, it saves, it, it, it not only saves your life, but other lives when, everybody, when, when you're in Israel. Yes. I want to take a talk. Can we, can, can we um, thank you, Dad, for, for going into that. Um, as far as the natural gassing, I, I, I have not, I, I cannot confirm or deny any of what my father is saying about all of the data. But if you're interested, we can get it to you. We will find the people because we do know the right people to get that to you. But the Iron Dome is the freaking coolest thing ever. Okay. I just have to talk about it for a second. Because in the last, during Passover, in the first two nights, which are some of the first two nights, last two nights, uh, very holy time, right? As you know, Dad, people are gathering in their families. It's not a secret. Everyone's getting together with their families. Israel was hit with rockets, indiscriminately fired into Israel, targeting civilians, trying to cause as many casualties as possible, from Gaza, from Syria, and from Lebanon, all at the same time, all of them happening. And if you guys are ever interested, again, you can direct message me for some of the footage of what the Iron Dome is able to do. And the Iron Dome's, like, success rate is in the high 90 percentile. Um, It knocks down the rockets as they're being fired. Look, occasionally some do land. Nothing is perfect. But luckily, it's not been very um, horrific as far as damage goes. Some of the rockets that came in from Syria hit um, a school, but because it was Passover, the school was closed. So, you know, thank God for that. But it is an amazing use of ingenuity, innovation, technology, savvy, and yes, this amazing invention came out of a sad necessity, but they have it. And instead of like, instead of people in this world saying, oh, well, well, they have the Iron Dome or whatever. I don't know. Maybe we should pressure those countries to stop firing rockets indiscriminately against civilians. Just a thought. Just a thought. Um, and as we, as we near the last half hour of the program, of Talk Israel here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. Uh, I realize it's a little nepotism-esque to have my father on, but I feel like... Without, with, Anya, and make sure everybody knows it is without pay. <laughs> yes, Dad. Well, okay. We're, we're, we don't get paid here on CRS Radio, we do, because <laughs> we are actually trying to spread knowledge. I think my dad's hinting that he wants me to, like, make dinner or bake something. But don't worry, Dad. We'll take care of you. Hamantashen. Um, <laughs> I do make killer hamantashen, but poor him is tough. On to the next one. But, um, you know, I, I feel that, you know, it, today was a good day for you to come on because I know you listen all the time and, and um, the listeners can hear because I'll be like, oh, my father's texting me telling me this. My father's like texting me telling me that. 
And as I sit for the program today, as I've moved um, the location in which I host the program to um, a, a room in my house, I look to my right and I want to tell people what I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking to my right and I have a picture of Golda Meir, you know, first female prime minister of Israel. And um, I was talking to uh, my partner from Zionist as Alana, the amazingly beautiful inside and out talented Alana. And we were talking about Golda Meir and I was like, huh, look at her. And she's like in every picture, official picture, she's holding the cigarette. And I'm like, it's so like timely, right? Like it was, you know, it was like, okay, then, and everyone was, like, smoking all the time. But she goes, yeah, but all the pictures of her are, like, when she was a sasta, like, when she was a grandma. And I'm like, yeah, but she still is, like, a pretty fierce-looking grandma. Like, she's, like, quite the sasta. So I also have a picture of her and Ben-Gurion below that. And then below that, I have, this is a, like, oh, my gosh, do you remember this? A collage. I'm going to date myself here from newspaper clippings. What? Newspaper. And we joked about this when I had Peter Curzon from Team Israel about newspapers. And it was the day, um, it was the clippings about uh, the assassination of Rabin, Yitzhak Rabin. And of course, as you know, Dad, that was like a very unfortunate week for me. I broke my nose into eight pieces in college. Yes, and had I to remember. had to leave college. <laughs> oh, I've now totally dated myself. Oh well, it's out there. And have an emergency surgery <laughs> to pull bone fragments out of my sinus cavity. Um, I still can't breathe all that well. I think I've had a deviated septum from how it healed, but I'm looking at that and I'm just like, hmm. You know, thinking about how things were covered and um, I mean, I'm looking at like I don't know where I got all these. Um, clippings from, to be honest. I mean, but I would assume like magazines and newspapers, but just there's diplomats at a funeral and different things. And it was interesting. Um, I think maybe I'll put a picture of that up for next week, um, perhaps because we have, you know, both Yom HaZikron and Yom HaZmut. Um, and I was sharing with the listeners earlier about how Israel really takes um, – these national, non-religious, but national holidays very seriously, and, like, the country really pauses. And what a beautiful thing I think that is. Because in Israel, and again, on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network here at Talk Israel, I want to make sure that we all know these things. In Israel, service is mandatory. Men and women, men and women, men have to serve one year more, but women often stay in. Right, men is three years, women is two. And I met a very lovely woman, young woman. What a lovely, I mean, just so sweet and thoughtful and, and sharp. Oh, my God. IBF, you guys are so lucky to have her. Wonderful. I met her on the bus. That's the best place, by the way, guys, if you go to Israel, take one of the buses on, like, a long distance. Not just city bus, like, the bus that's going to take you from, like, you know, Central Israel to up north, or Central Israel to the south. So I was going up north to a vineyard that everyone should hit up, Jonah Vineyard, up in the north in Sipori. Oh, my God, a gorgeous, gorgeous little town um, run by um, Gal and his family. 
and I was on my way up there, and I was talking to her the whole time. And it was like a two, three-hour ride. It was not – Israel's not a big place, but it was a, a lovely ride. And she was telling me how she's going to go into officer school and all this stuff. But everyone serves. If you're physically not able to serve or you have another, oblig- like, reason that you cannot physically serve, like, you know, you, um, there's community service options. But it's this, like, shared sense of community, shared sense of – obligations, shared sense of belonging. So we, not me. Anachnu lo ani. And I think that part of me wonders if maybe, maybe in the U.S., if there was more of that kind of mandatory service, right, if we wouldn't have this many issues of, like, people just easily hating or treating other people so differently. And I go back to this each and every point, and I know that this show has been a bit of, like, a heavy topic, but I want to kind of, like, lift it up towards the end here and talk about a few really great things that are are coming up and going on. It's because it's a we, not me. And, again, I'm going to relay this back to CRS as a network, Dad, and you know this because I talk about it all the time, how much I love being a part of this network because it's such a diverse group of people. And the backgrounds are different. Some of us, you know, are coming from different religions, different countries, different um, work history. Like there are a lot of musicians that have shows here on on CRS uh, Radio Network, Um, Tim and Billy. um, And then we have, you know, Dr. Denise and the Black Jewish Queen. Um, And she's like, has a very interesting background in herself and Dr. Evie who's in the medical field um, and all the different, you know, countries in which everyone comes from is, is again, really great thing. Um, in Israel, very diverse place, but the we, not me. We, not me. Anachnu lo ani. So as you've been, as, as you have shown everybody, that that diversity is, and one of your main points to get across to everybody is the music content. Mm -hmm. And you know what they say about music. Music is the universal knowledge. Mm -hmm. I mean, language, Mm -hmm. universal language, Mm -hmm. excuse me. And everybody can speak music. Yeah. Everybody understands music. And if we just took those rhythms, those beats, those tempos, Mm And we're able to connect them in a different way through a language that everyone understood and educated people about each other mm-hmm. and, and celebrated, as you say, as Israel does, uh, all together. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed, the world would be a much nicer place. But yeah. the reality of it is, is there are people who are tone deaf. Yeah. And when you tone deaf or you just can't hear the music the way it was intended to be performed. Yeah. And that's where the disconnect is. What is beautiful to many is ugly. And unfortunately, that is what we have to fight against and educate against so that we can continue to live as a community. Right. And I think that you can be an individual or have a wonderful, strong identity. Like I am a very proud Jewish woman. 
I am an incredibly proud and loud Zionist, and I support my ethnic religious homeland of Israel with every fiber of my being. And I will always, yesterday, today, tomorrow, for eternity, speak up on behalf of Israel when others are saying falsehoods and others are trying to cause its destruction, I will stand up and say no. Just like I will stand up and say no to any sort of hate and discrimination of any kind because it's unacceptable. And I wish that I had Natan Levy, the MMA fighter from Israel, who is not only, oh my God, an incredible athlete, uh, a gifted fighter, a winning fighter, but an incredibly intelligent man. Natan Levy. Ata gather tov maod maod maxim. You are like the man. When questioned at press conferences about anti-Semitic stuff, he's like, I don't stand for it of any kind. I don't stand for any hate. You have a problem? You could come see me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because that fool who's talking out is most certainly not going to come see you because he is nothing but a hateful, scared cat. So, but kudos to you, Natan Levy, because you were, were asked a question which had nothing to do with your fight, but because you're Israeli and a Jew, you were asked this. And you turned it around in a beautiful way and said, look, I'm incredibly proud to be Jewish. I'm incredibly proud to be Israeli. And I stand up for my people and my country. But understand, I don't allow any discrimination of any kind, and I will stand up for that at any time. So, kolakavod, Natan Levy, at gever tov maod. You're amazing. Hopefully, Natan will come on the program. I know we are going to be talking to him at some point for my my project. Do you see what I see? But uh, so anyone here who's listening to Talk Israel here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, is a fan of MMA, hit me up. Let me know. Uh, DM me on uh, on Instagram. Apparently, Siri is now talking to me again. This is like the third week in a row that she just starts talking. My watch just starts talking for no reason. Um, my Instagram is Anya, A-N-Y-A underscore think underscore differently. Or on Facebook, Anya Farber. Um, Natan Levy has a great Instagram account. It's just Natan Levy. If you guys are interested in following him, please go right ahead because he's amazing. Um, and he often, like, talks about his training and even, like, the food that he eats. See how I did that? Turning it to the food. Turning it to the food. Here we go. Food, food, food. So I was talking about the shakshuka earlier because that's part of my intro. Dad, whatever you're doing, you got to stop that because it's super loud. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute my dad, guys, in a minute. We're going to have to mute him. Um, <laughs> um, food is important, right? So I gotta, we got to find, like, one of the best bakers or chefs in Israel. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a stand here, and I'm going to take my shot, and I'm going to say <clears throat> I would love, I would really love to be able to have the owner, chef of Pescado Restaurant, 
in Ashdod, Israel. Ashdod is a coastal city. It is just south of Tel Aviv. It is absolutely gorgeous, like really gorgeous. I happened to eat at this restaurant called Pescado because I was like, I'm hungry. Um, it was kind of near the hotel where I was staying because I had a business meeting. Walked in, hands down, like the best food I've ever eaten, really. And I was so incredibly impressed. And I started talking to the hostess. And she, I was asking a lot of questions to the hostess and the bartender. And they told me that they, that the owner had just competed in a worldwide competition <clears throat> of the top 50 chef's restaurants uh, in the world. And he came in like 23rd. And I'm like, damn, first of all, top 50 in the world. And then coming in the top half of the top 50 in the world is ridiculously impressive. So I'm going to actually reach out to him. I'm, I'm telling everyone here now, I am like being open about it. I'm going to reach back out to him and ask him to come on the program. And he does speak English, so we, we can have that. I, don't, I won't have to translate all the words. Um, and I'm going to be posting some pictures of his food. So, guys, if you're interested in any of the things that I'm talking about, like the food or any of the cities that I mentioned, just let me know, you know, through direct message or whatever, because that's how we, we learn. So, Dad, I know that you have a meeting that you're about to go to. Um, so would you like to say goodbye to everybody before you go? Uh, not only would I like to say shalom and Hello, goodbye. <laughs> I would like to, to let everybody know how, how incredibly proud I am of you. Awesome. So keep up the absolute excellent work on Knowledge Radio and keep everybody informed because as you know how growing up, you know, you must learn and you must understand and then go forth and let everybody else know what you know. So uh, Mazel Tov so far in the program. I know you're doing well. I know that the listeners are just growing by, by leaps and bounds every, every broadcast. Keep up the good work, and I love you. I told my father, guys, I love you. Thank you very much for saying that. It makes me very happy that you said that. Um, so, Dad, I'm going to let you go, and I'll talk to you later, I'm sure. Okay, so my, my dad is off to a meeting. He messaged me, and he said, I have a meeting in two minutes. Um, you know, but here on Knowledge Network, I do want to bring you guys knowledge. I want to talk about things. Sometimes they're heavy, sometimes they're fun. But I would be very remiss if I didn't take the time and talk about a few last things before we get to that last stretch of our program, which we are in. And um, we are going to be bringing lots of food. You are going to be hearing a lot more about fashion. And I don't just mean like clothes. I mean clothes, shoes, the beauty industry, which I would say is like skincare and hair, um, because there's some amazing stuff, and I'm in love with so many products that are coming out of Israel. 
And I wanted to just a quick kind of shout out to a few organizations in Israel that are working very hard to advocate um, and fight this ridiculous boycott movement of Israeli products. And if you guys as listeners are unaware, there are some very hate-filled, ignorant people in this world that are actively trying to boycott products from Israel and pressuring stores and distributors to not do business with Israel because it's a Jewish state, which is hate and discrimination, racism, all the most evil parts of humanity all at once. So there's a lot of organizations that are actively fighting it. Um, one is Lev HaOlam. And um, if you guys check my uh, Instagram and Facebook, I've gone live from their warehouse and um, interviewed some people there. And I love them very much because they have a very diverse group of people working for them, both religiously and um, people who have made Aliyah, which means they have moved to Israel from lots of other countries. Uh, one of their spokespeople, Ruth um, Naomi, is um, got a great great accent um, from South Africa, Australia, South Africa, South Africa, Australia. Oh, man. Wow. Now my Rivka, I apologize. I'm like having a weird brain fart about you, where you're from. She has a very fancy accent, ladies and gentlemen. So you will see her if you follow them at all. And it's Lev Ha'olam. That's L-E-V-H-A-O-L-A-M. Lev Ha'olam. You can find them on my social media links. Um, and I did an unboxing of one of their boxes. Um, but in the box that I had unboxed, there was this amazing skincare line. And I'm so madly in love with them. And it's like the best thing that I've ever put on my face ever. And um, if you guys are interested in knowing more about that, you can DM me. You can look up Love Ha'alam. Um, it's a subscription box. And, um, you know, you can look into that. There's also a lot of other companies that are bringing products directly or educating you about things in Israel directly, like Israel Box. That's someone that I'm hoping to have on the program soon as well. Um, she's an artist and filmmaker who created an educational box to uh, talk about areas of Jerusalem, and I find it absolutely hands-down fascinating and amazing. And I just love this, this like, way of thinking. And um, I want to highlight those people and say a big kolakavod and keep up the good work and do what you're doing to, you know, bring us these things. But I, I want to keep on talking about all these things. And we will be talking to some more musicians in the future um, in the program coming up. Um, we will have a variety of different people on next week instead of, like, you know, one or two guests for uh, the, you know, half or the whole um, show. We're going to have lots of people coming on. Um, and talking about both Memorial Day and Independence Day next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. Please don't hesitate to reach out to me at all if you have any questions about any of the other CRS radio programs. If you guys um, just click on the CRS part if you're listening online to my program, you can check out all the other programs. CRS radio is on Facebook. CRS radio is on Instagram. So please, please check out all of our other programs. We have programs coming on later tonight. We have programs almost every day of the week. We have programs at almost every hour. So there's quite a variety there. I want to also 
in case we get close to having not enough time, I want to say a big Tadaraba and thank you all very much for kind of bearing with me. Um, while I have been talking, oh, we have a caller, and I think it's Obi. Let me see if he is able to talk. It is indeed his fake accent. But we had a challenge. Fuel and go. We're going to play the fuel and go song, and I'm going to let everyone know where to hit me up with the fuel and go. Let's 
Everyone, do good, be good. Bat lecha lehitraot chavarim.